Well, here we are. Here we are. First episode of Naked with um, with Jordan and Ashley. I am Jordan, your host, and this is Ashley. She is um, my co-host. Beautiful, smart, powerful, um, but not too powerful because we we don't do um, you know. I'm the head head man in charge here, so you know. I can agree to that. And that's why she's my co-host. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first episode. I um I am glad that you decided to check us out. And one thing I will say is one of the reasons why we started this show is because we want to just give people who look like us another way or another perspective at life. Kind of just showing you that it's possible to have children, be black, and not live in poverty. And hopefully, whatever we say on the show, whatever we do, or, um, you know, whatever the stuff that we talk about actually helps you. Maybe something we say resonates with you somehow. And that's the whole goal. So definitely, if you're watching the video version, give a like, thumbs up, all that stuff. And if you're listening to the audio version, make sure that you hit subscribe. Give us five stars. We need five stars because that helps us move up the algorithm and attracts new listeners. And so we are currently right now should be on Spotify and Apple and any other way you can find a podcast. I'm pretty sure, maybe not SoundCloud yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll, in time, so be patient. So definitely follow us at Meet the Robertsons on Instagram, and um, we'll, we'll get back to you on the Facebook thing. But yeah, definitely um, at least that on Instagram. So hi, Ashley. Hi. <laughs> that was a beautiful introduction. Well, I'm glad you thought so. Well, um, so now that we got that stuff out of the way, uh, just diving into it. Well, how do we get here? Why are we married? Like, how do we get married? Just, you know, I want to know your take. Just explain a little bit for the for the viewers, the new viewers at home, how we got here. And, you know, just take where you, you just give us a quick background on how we got married, how we got together. Mm started off just two young people working at a theme park universal and then um started hanging out getting a little cozy (laughs) cozy (laughs) um started taking some trips together and then well i don't know if you realized at that point but that's when i realized hmm i'm thinking uh i'm thinking this is gonna be it I'm going to be retired with this guy right here. And, um, yeah, then on our one-year anniversary, you proposed. And we were married, what, less than six months later? Was it even six months? I think it was. It was um, like five months. Yeah, I think. It was five months later because July and then we got married in December. Yeah, so very short time. Yeah. And I mean, you already said it, so since we're into the show, I'm about to do like Ash back in Pokemon, turn my hat around and get into it. So I think you like my hat backwards better, so. I do. Thought I uh, thought I would go ahead and do that. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty accurate. I mean, we got. That's like a straight, just yeah, black you know, and white rundown of. Nothing nothing too fancy. Here. I'm sure in, in future episodes, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into it, but definitely and I, and I don't I look back and I just think it was natural 
I can never say it happened. Oh, it happened so fast. I mean, it did, but it really it didn't was fast, but it didn't feel well. I don't know. In my opinion, it was fast because we. I mean, you proposed on our one year anniversary, so I feel like most people, especially with us being like so young, because I was, how how old was I? I was 20. you were twenty? Yeah, I, no, I was like twenty one. I was twenty one. I, I proposed even... to you in July. I turned twenty one in August of twenty fifteen. Okay, so you were 21. We were both 21. Yeah. I was going to say, I know I was able to own enough to buy alcohol at least, but we were like super young. young. Yeah. And I feel like most people who are young take like five years to get to that point. It's like usually older people that you see that kind of get married like within that year time frame kind of thing. But that's the thing. I think that's just what separated us from the beginning. We were just, um, I don't want to say old souls or old at heart, but no, I mean, we are. I guess. I've always been told that since I was a little kid, so. I mean, you can be no lady sometimes, but. Oh, yeah, you call me that, too. Yeah. No, but you like to insult me and say old lady and not old soul. Whatever old you want to call it. Old soul is a compliment. Old lady is not. Whatever you want to call it. If the shoe fits, that's, <laughs> that's what you're going to be. But, I mean, um, I mean, yeah, that's that, that's what it was. I think it was just very natural because I look back at it and just think, especially in, in the dating world nowadays, what is the point of dating somebody for two, three years when you're already in your early 20s? Because, you know, I'm not going to try to spill the tea or anything. I'm not going to try to call anybody out. But I don't see the point in dating somebody for so long because what's, what are you really doing? I think dating has just become a free license to sex. I agree. Which, like I think it's that and I think that they just don't want the commitment like I feel like they just want that exit ramp like like if something goes wrong oh well we're not married I can easily which you can get divorced too but I mean obviously that's a lot that's a a bigger process than just going headed and breaking up right yeah you know but we don't want to get that we we don't want to talk about that yet because you're going to scare some people away because um but yeah it's going to be that kind of podcast ladies and gentlemen (laughs) so um yeah I mean but to break the tension a little bit, so you you saw it, you saw it in the notes, but I'm going to ask you now, what do you think about the crate challenge? Serious question. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I don't know why people are doing it. Do you know it. anything about I, it? No, I mean, I've seen like maybe two videos on it, and... I don't know. I just, what is it? Just people running up a crate and then running down I the other side, like the the crate stacked up. I don't. I'm not even sure how this got started. Like I don't know why people are doing it. I don't know why this is such a a thing. Well, um, honestly, I don't even know how it's done. I saw one video, and somebody was running up the crates, and it fell in, obviously, because they're crates. And you know, fun fact: when I used to work at the warehouse, that was just one of the things that you just don't do. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it kind of goes without saying without, you know, don't stand on the crates, but don't stand on the pallets either because those things can fall in. And they have had accidents in the past where people have stepped on the pallet, which they're not supposed to. And then the thing, the wood splits and, you know, you can imagine where it goes and what kind of issues they had. Yeah. But stuff like that. I mean, I've seen it, but. I mean, I would almost think that maybe they're trying to do it to go viral or something, but. It's like everyone's doing it. Are you gonna like break your neck trying to go viral? Like I don't, I don't know. There's other ways. There's better ways. You know, I'm about to go viral for telling people to not have sex while they're dating, but <laughs> I'm just gonna look right into the camera for that one. 
All right. Well, yeah, we got that out of the way. So, um, actually, I just want I wanted to look it up real quick. What? I'm gonna look it up. the The crate challenge. What? How many people have broken their necks from it? No, I'm just gonna look <laughs> it up and see what it is. Ignore Twitch. It's playing in the background. All right. So, what is the crate? Because I'm hoping it's something like the ice bucket challenge, where at least they were doing it for a cause. Like, if you're going to kill yourself, at least let it be for a good reason. So, all right. So, the milk crate challenge. The crate challenge is taking over the internet and the last sensation, or as the latest sensation for young adults to try and accomplish. Participants stack milk crates to create. Stairs in attempt to walk up and down them without falling. Not everyone completes the challenge. So there's no purpose to it. Just people doing stupid stuff. <laughs> I just don't get it, but I don't get a lot of the things that this generation does, so I I don't know. My thing is, and I just saw a video about this today where somebody jumped on a trampoline of just made a barbed wire like it still was bouncy but it was barbed wire that's what I was saying earlier and I was just like but you're not getting paid I have not seen that it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen cause like if you do anything crazy like that you have to you gotta give me a check maybe somebody, they're trying to become be, a feature stunt devil and they're hoping someone reaches out and says hey no because you're i don't know i don't know no that's not how it works because if you want to be a stunt double you have to go to i think you have to get like certifications and go to school for that if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure you really do. so you, you can't just be an internet person and just then decide like oh yeah i'm gonna yeah, reach out to this person and i'll make i'll make him a stunt double he looks pretty good. he can take some punishment <laughs> he can die willingly so no i don't see i don't see the the point of it i think challenges are dumb I thought the ice bucket challenge was dumb at first, but at least, at least it went towards something. At least it was for a reason. Um, and it wasn't dangerous. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. And so people do that every day after football games. Like, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't get it. So, yeah, yeah, don't do stupid challenges. Don't hurt yourself. Don't stack up milk crates that break really easy. A lot of people don't know that. I think that's the reason why it's a challenge. I bet you the challenge was started by somebody who worked in a warehouse because they know milk crates burst. Like they break very easily. I didn't I, know that. I, yeah, a lot of people don't. That's why I, they fall through. I didn't even, I, I was going to say, I didn't think that was um, what the challenge was. I just assumed it was like a balance thing. I didn't know that the crates break easily. Yeah, apparently they do. So, um, that's why I say just yeah I wouldn't know because I'm not stupid enough to find out so <laughs> yeah so I mean with that with that being said one of the other things I wanted to ask you about too is oh let me let me pull up my notes here that's right so with it being the first episode and everything I want you to just dive into who like who you are and what experiences have shaped you because the person I met was very confident, had it going on and, and whatnot, and, you know, you know, you look good. So, I mean, 
So just just tell me like how what made you end up in Florida again after moving from New York? Kind of spilled a little bit of that there, but I'm gonna let you let you tell us about it. Um, well, I was born here in Florida, and I just moved back and forth um, from New York to Florida up until I was in like third grade, and then when my parents divorced, and then. Um, I stayed in New York up until I graduated high school and then moved down here to live with my dad and because I felt like I missed out on a lot of years with him um, growing up and that's when I start. I went to college down here I went to Valencia and then I started working at Universal which I absolutely love that job and obviously that's where I met you um, and then got married had three kids and now I look like a completely different person. I feel like a completely different person. <laughs> like, I don't know. You, you, we've had this conversation before about, like, people, you, you, can change, right? you can change how you look, but I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like a different person because I look like a different person. Um... Or maybe it's because of the time and I had three kids. I don't know. I don't know which one it is. So you're saying, so basically you're blaming me for everything. Well, no, not. So. I blame birth control. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, that, that was an experience within itself, learning about the dangers and, I mean, then horrors of birth control, which oh, will all come full circle as to why I say certain things should only be reserved. And I didn't, hey. I'll play devil's advocate. Oh, Did yeah. I wait? No, but I look back at it and I say that I wish I had done things a little differently. And not not because of the kids. I don't think well, I don't think I would have changed that for the world, but No, well, we had them when we were married, so Yeah, so that that helps too. But um yeah, I mean, it's just I don't think you for one look that much different. Obviously, like your body will change a little bit here and there. But yeah, a little but for the most part, you're saying so. Basically, like you moved from New York, your parents were divorced. Was that? I mean, you you. I've seen some people who come from what they call a broken household, and take it way worse than you seem to. Like I, you know, I some took, people carry that with them. I took it really hard at first. Like I was nine when it happened. So I took it really hard at first. Like I told my mom, I used to tell my mom that I wanted to kill myself because I thought it was my fault that they were getting divorced. Like, I don't think I knew what I was saying. I don't think I understood like how severe that was when I was saying that back then. But I just knew like I felt horrible and I felt like my parents aren't together. Like the whole world's coming to an end. Like, why am I even still alive kind of thing? Um... But I think it helped a lot that my dad kept in contact with me and I, I spoke to him every day. So that kind of helped with the transition, especially because I was already not living with my dad. Um, he was already living in Florida when me and my mom were living in New York. So the like physically, he it's not like we were all under um, the same roof together and then they got divorced and then he moved out. Like I was already separated from him, talking to him all the time. Like... I honestly, if I wasn't so young, I probably would have known what was going on. But in my head, my parents are still married, even though I live in two separate states. But yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Like, 
how could they still be married if they were in two I different think, states and didn't talk to each other? You know, that's a good question. I probably should ask them. They were probably separated. Wait, like for real? You actually thought that? I'm saying that right now. I'm looking back and saying, oh, maybe they were separated or something because it never occurred to me that it wasn't normal that my dad wasn't living in New York with us. But yeah, I don't know. So when did they get divorced? They got divorced when I was nine. Huh. So I remember when I was in second grade. Remember that story I told you when me and my mom, we drove off and I like looked back in the in the window of the car seat and yeah. I saw my dad standing at the balcony like watching us drive away. That was at the end of second grade. And then I started third grade in New York. So I guess that was when they had the final breakup. But I didn't know like... Like I said, I'm young. I'm in second grade. I didn't put together, oh, I'm moving to a different state. My parents probably aren't going to be together anymore. I don't know if I assumed my dad was going to be joining us later or we were just taking a vacation. I don't know. I I couldn't process all of that. And none of that ever occurred to me, which I'm, I guess it's a good thing because That's... I probably would have still had a harder time dealing with it now. But I did have a really hard time dealing with it when I found out that oh, wait, you, you guys actually aren't together. It's probably for the best that I was like that. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. Yeah, that, to even have to try to process that to me is just like, ugh. And you know what the crazy thing is? That Man, this is a rocky road. <laughs> I mean, go ahead. I don't have any tissues with me, but... Before... Before I moved away in second grade when we were living with my dad in, in uh, Florida, I already wasn't living with him before that. What do you mean? We, I think this must have been, I know in first grade we were all living together in New York. You know what? I think they separated more than once. Because. <laughs> I'm trying to follow they, the timeline here. Like They separated more than once. Okay. We were a family living together in Florida. I'm, I'm Now I'm just going over the whole rundown. Family living together in Florida. All move up to New York. And then they split. Me and my mom go off and live somewhere else. Fire starts in our kitchen. And the new, brand new place that we moved into. I mean, we literally haven't even unpacked the boxes yet. We were, like, still taking our stuff out of, like, suitcases. Man. They were moving boxes everywhere. I can't even remember what my room looked like when we lived there. All I remember is the kitchen catching on fire, and all I remember about that place is what the living room looked like. And we lived downstairs in the basement from um, underneath a, um, a family. And I remember my mom screaming, go get help, go get help. And I'm running down the, the street screaming, help, there's a fire. <laughs> and yeah, so... Fast forward, now we're living in Florida again with my mom, which is when I was in second grade. So I guess they got back together because that whole fire happened. My mom probably couldn't recover from that. So we moved down to Florida with my dad again. I'm guessing they got back together for what, maybe a year less than that? Because by the time third grade hit, I was starting school in New York again. I was going to say, because she probably had to come back to him. And so naturally, yeah, because that, because that prior relationship, yeah, things are going to get rekindled. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Now that I'm talking it through to you, now I finally, now I finally understand the timeline of what was going on with that. Oof, that just gave me a headache. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to follow the whole thing. I'm just like. I don't think we ever broke it down like that before. No, nah, I mean you've mentioned it before, but never. No, but in different in different um, timelines, I never put everything together like that before. So would you say that had an impact on who you are now, seeing all that stuff happen? I don't think so, but I feel like I have a hard time recognizing things in the past that affect me. Uh, how so? Because you've told me that before. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Because, because but I'm I'll, being no, I'll have a certain like, personality trait or I'll do certain things and you're and then I'll tell you like I'll go back and tell you a story and you'll be like, see, this is why you're like that. And I'm like, Oh but no, you have, I never you put to tell that me together. A story. You don't have to tell me a story because I, I've you know, you've told me some stories before, but I can tell by certain things that you may do or say I mean, a lot of it just stems from only child syndrome. So, I mean, there's that. That's easy to pick out. (laughs) But when it comes to other, like, bigger events, like with us, and then... See, I think maybe the only child syndrome... I don't don't know. I don't think the the divorce affected me. Like, I don't think it affects me now. I don't think so. Okay. Do you think... (laughs) No, I'm not going to answer that question for you, but I'm going to ask you, do you think that it affects your perception of marriage and how you carry your own being that you're married now almost five years i know what i don't want it to be like okay (laughs) it shouldn't be it should be more than the opposite of bad or terrible or divorce so like i don't know i just try to be very considerate um and much of a partner to you because like I I know my my parents struggled uh growing up and what do you mean just financially or just with each other both but I think they were struggling financially because they weren't on the same page so I feel like that part is like really important to me hmm struggling because they're on this not on the same page is that something that we talk about a lot especially when it comes to maybe household responsibilities maybe just i don't know like you know you always hear me say stay in your lane see okay so and i think that stems from like my dad he used to work really hard this is the stories that were told to me so mom if you're listening i'm going back off of the stories that <laughs> that he told me okay but um he's he would just tell me that he would work so hard to try to get ahead like put money away in savings and then my mom would kind of like you know just go and spend it because they were both young and in their 20s but I guess you know apple doesn't fall from far from the tree like my dad was an old soul that's where I get it from so he's always been very responsible even from a very young age and my mom from what he made it seem like wasn't you know she wasn't at that maturity level to be able to handle like stuff like that like just being married in general and finances and and being on your own and just doing adult things and knowing how to say no to your own uh wants instead of putting your needs first yeah i mean um, so when you tell me when i'm like talking to you about things and i'm like oh hey like i want to do this and and that and and maybe i can go pick up some some extra work here and you know so we can get this debt down or that like and you're like hey stay in your lane and i'm just like i'm just trying to you know be a partner to you i'm just trying to help you like 
I want to do the opposite of what my mom did and, you know, actually help. See, I think of it as when you're a prisoner for a while, you don't know what it's like to have life on the outside. Because for you, I get that. But the thing is, you have to remember and I know you're trying to or like you think that you're just trying to do the opposite of what you were brought up to do and things like that. That's great. But that was prison in a way, in a certain, in a, like in a certain sense, it was prison. It was not what it was supposed to, what it was intended to be in the first place. So you can't really gain much knowledge or example off of it because it wasn't really right to begin with. There might be some good things about it. Like at least one person was responsible at the time. We ain't saying now. Just to get just to get that cleared up, but even back then, you know there are some good things. But the thing is, I, I you think about working hard and stuff like that. That's my job. I that's what see, I, I do, that, and, and I so that's the thing. That, like, but I just want to be a helping hand to you. That's great. But at what point does becoming a helping hand overstep boundaries? Mm. <laughs> Like, See, but at least drop. I, but at least I know what my role is, and that you know you're the head of the household. I don't need to step into your lane. Okay, but like I know that I acknowledge that. So sometimes if I'm getting a little too much, like, and you say, "Okay, stay in your lane," I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna argue. You be like, "All right." Oh, but you do ahead. argue with me. I Let's do, not even. I do not. I may bring it up a couple times, but each time you tell me to step step down, I do. It may take me a couple times, but I do it willingly. And then I just forget and I go back. But then it's very reluctantly. And because it all stems from, oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, because I'm the kind of person where I like things explained to me. But they do get explained to you. Okay, so I'm going to educate y'all. You know, and this is great because now we get to break things down from a male point of view and a female point of view. (laughs) And then we get to share creative ideas and then see what works best for everybody. But at the end of the day, spoiler, I'm going to win. But um, but let's 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 have some fun anyways. So that's I'm now I'm interested in hearing your perspective on. Okay, so I asked you. How did that affected how you see marriage and you want to be a partner, but what does a partner mean to you? Because I hear that term thrown around a lot, especially in a marriage and a lot of women use that term for why it fails later on, because you're like, you know, we're, oh, we're just partners. That means you have the wrong idea, but that's just my opinion. Well, I'll dive into that later. But what about you? What do, why, when you say partner, what does that mean to you? Well, to me, it just means like picking up slack that you have and helping you, you know, where you need and vice versa. That's it. Just that simple. Okay, well. Um, Achieving your goals together, you know, all that basic stuff, but. So what if I told you? You don't even help you? I mean, I'm not going to say that because 
if we want to go back to a biblical sense, it's what was it? I'm going to prepare a help meet for him. You know, somebody to help him tend the gardens exactly. and things like that. But exactly. that's contingent upon the thing is, and it's and this is where the male and female dynamic usually gets screwed up, is that at the end of the day, it's my job to provide. So And I, I know that. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna give you an example. If I go out and get the groceries would I be the one to cook them, yes or no? No. You said that a little too fast because I, f- I don't think you believe that. When have you ever gone out and got groceries and been the one to cook them? I'm the one that Ashley, cooks in the house. And there's that selective memory coming out. You're going to tell me all the times I've cooked dinner before in the past, I didn't go out to the grocery store, like the get the supplies. Times that you've done it? The what? Like the, the it, five, it wasn't no, it wasn't maybe five times. handful of times that you've done it? No, but I'm just saying in general because that's how it works. Though, I go out, I get, I get the game, the beast, the the animal, kill it, bring it back, and then it gets cooked, right? In a all right, okay. So if we if we agree on that, how come in certain situations? I have to By the way the, the name of the show is Naked And that's what we're doing We getting real With each other On this show We getting naked Strip butt Butt naked So Back to that Anyway So I'm gonna ask you So why is it that Sometimes When I say something Suggest something Or You know Basically Setting the The law of the land I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of pushback. Because I'm not disagreeing Why? with you. I'm trying to understand. Like, you have, like, a... Okay, it's... If I say this, then that's what I say. But you try to act like you like to explain things, but you don't. But I do, though. After I beg you. See, the thing is... And if you haven't noticed, which you should have, us being married for almost five years, is that... I do explain things actually very well, but the thing is you tune me out because you don't listen to the whole thing when I'm telling you beforehand because the answer when you first hear it is never good enough for you. So you <laughs> tune out the rest and then you say, I'm not explaining it to you because you tune out what I'm no, actually explaining because, Jordan, because you don't agree with Jordan, it. Jordan, do you know oh. what you do? That's not even it. Like, okay, sometimes I don't agree with an answer that you tell me, but then do you know what you do? And you do this with everything. It's not even just that you telling me, like, know about something. Better watch it's it. You, t- you tell a story, anything. You will sit there and start talking, and instead of getting to the point, like, you'll come home and be like, guess what happened? And I'm like, okay, what? And then you'll start talking, you're like, all right, well, first, let me tell you about this other thing that happened yesterday so I can lead up to this point right here. And you'll start talking and talking and talking instead of just getting to the point. Like, the point is somewhere mixed up in there, but you're, like, telling a bunch of stories, going around in circles, instead of just saying, like, just... And see, and that right there proves that you don't get it. Because I'm not doing that. I'm not just telling stories just to hear myself talk. The point is in the entire diatribe everything like but we just talked about this we talked about this the other day where i said we talked about this the other day where i said that 
every word that I say, because you were talking about how sometimes you always forget what you're saying. And I said, because you're not paying attention to what you're saying when you talk. That's why you lose your train of thought all the time. <laughs> oh, sound familiar, right? Yeah, okay. So now, now that we got that established, the reason why that doesn't happen to me is because, like I said, every word has meaning. Everything I, I say but sometimes meaning. instead of just getting to the point, you got too much meaning in the word and you, like just be short and straight. But that is the point. That's the point. That's what you're missing. Everything that I'm saying is the point. I'm that's me helping you understand. Because if I just gave it to you black and white and just said, Okay, to you, yeah, like you if, just said, but oh, but need, you're just very much like, Oh, this is what it is. No, and that's but if it. I need more understanding beyond what you're telling me, then I'll ask. But you don't ask. You no, know, I don't have a problem. You, you don't. Exactly. You, you don't ask. You complain and say, "No, oh, it doesn't make any sense." Exactly. So if I say no, that doesn't make any sense. And guess that what? Means explain and, further. And, and <laughs> fellas, I want y'all to always remember this. Don't let them confuse you, because it doesn't always have to make sense. You see, because no. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's my job to steer the ship. I can explain things, which I do as well as I can to you, but at the end of the day, when it comes to making a decision or doing something, which ultimately it falls on me, I don't have, you know, like it just, it can't work that way. I can't always, I can't always have to run it by you necessarily because that's what we get now in Congress. That's yeah, what we get. Like that's, that's how we get. It's just a respect thing to, like, I know that you're, at the end of the day, you're going to make whatever final decision you're going to make, but that doesn't mean that you can't run it by me. No, all right. So that's the wrong choice to work because I do run it by you. I do tell you everything that I do. But that's I'm the thing. Say you had but the, the, you said the, that. the thing is, though, the thing is, when you say it doesn't make sense, that's one thing that you have to understand. Yeah, but that's just with me, me asking for further explanation. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going against you and know that I'm just. But what I'm saying is not everything is going to have that further explanation because sometimes you just have to fill in the blank. You have to trust me. Haven't you seen that in movies where Aladdin Aladdin right there for example when they were being chased by the guards and they had to Aladdin saw that they had to jump the building he saw exactly a clear path of where they needed to go to escape danger and he didn't have time because they have freaking guards chasing them with swords exactly. all right, all right, all right. no 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 but did he did he explain to Jasmine okay Jasmine now I need you to jump right here into this into this unknown pit I, I know you don't see where it's going to lead. I see it, but you have to just jump in there because there are guards chasing us with swords. And if they catch us, they might throw us in jail. But if they throw us in jail, then they might make a stand trial. But Aladdin, what would they make a stand trial for? You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But see, like, you don't have time for all that all the time. So what Aladdin did was he saw his clear path. He said he, he started moving and he said, do you trust me? And what does she have to do? Just grab his hand and go. And that's what it's like in a marriage. You Sometimes you just got to grab my hand and go. Because not everything is going to have a well thought out. Ex and I'm, I'm okay. It is well thought out. But not everything is going to have a beautiful explanation to make you feel good <laughs> about the decision that is being made. Sometimes 
if you have that trust, which is a big word with the two of us, and that's mm-hmm. a big reoccurring thing that we're going we gonna to talk about and we keep talking about. Okay. But no, no. All right. I'm going to finish this point. So <laughs> that's a reoccurring theme. And if you trust me and trust the process, understand that there will not always be an explanation. And that's the thing. You have to trust me. And you can't all, it sounds nice. It sounds beautiful and cooperative when you say, oh, you're head, you're the head of the household. I agree. You're, that's your place. But then when it comes down to it, behavior speaks otherwise. My. That's part of being on the same page. Now go. So you're saying my, okay, first of all, that was well put. I'm not disagreeing with you. Everything you said was correct. And that was a beautiful example with Aladdin. But are you saying my, my behavior doesn't show that? Other than me questioning you? That is your behavior not showing that. <laughs> with you questioning me yeah, in certain I'm, times. That's just because that's the type of person and I'm then, in. I'm and then you follow it with. Questions. No. I'm not, I'm not doubting then, you. I'm but not then saying you I'm going to go against it. with what you're saying. I'm still... I'm still down to do whatever you say but then you follow it with your famous line that doesn't make any sense (laughs) that is you displaying otherwise behavioral like that's that is it right there that means you don't which is why things get off and so to wrap that up I'm going to tell every I'm going to tell you right here on the podcast and for everybody listening is when you get in this position to where you have people responsible for you especially when you get married to somebody it is important that you're with somebody that trusts you inside and out doesn't trust their their bank account their parents doesn't trust, you know, everything else. Now, trust God for sure. But, I mean, that trust has to be 100% in the husband. Because there is no other person. Like, you are the provider. And that's the thing. I'd get it if I was some kind of bozo. I almost wish I was sometimes so that some some people can see the difference. But that ain't the case. It's just not the case. And so that's what I'm saying. Like you have to, you have to be 100% trusting in me. The, the boats are burned. There's no turning back. There's no nothing. It's just me. So therefore not everything is going to make sense to you. Not everything is going to sound nice, but understand that when a decision is made, especially if it's an important one or whatever it is, do know, like, as I always tell you, I'm always 10 steps ahead of you. Nothing you say to me is ever a surprise, especially when it comes to stuff in the house. It's, I already know, trust me. But that's the thing. You have to trust me to where you don't need, I don't need somebody coming behind me saying, oh, you know, this is happening. Oh, this, this and that. Oh, did you know this? Yes, I do. But you wouldn't have to ask me if you trusted me. Agree or disagree? I agree. And so if you agree, 
And y'all heard it here first I expect life to be exponentially different Because that doesn't always happen doesn't always happen And that's okay Because you got some We all got some learning to do But you got some learning to do too Like I said I don't ever want you And that's why I asked you Because I'm glad you You even mentioned that About your parents Because when it comes to Your definition of marriage It should not so much be So much the absence of What was bad And say Well I don't want to do that But because when you do When you have that mentality Towards anything else in life With the With the whole Oh well You know his, I'm not killing somebody So I'm a good person But you just slashed somebody's tires the other day So That doesn't exactly make it that much better So that's the thing That you want to remember Is that it's not so much about Like oh well I mean You know I, At least I'm trying to be a partner At least I'm trying to help you It's not so much And this is going to sound like a shock To everyone Or to you but this isn't really a partnership because then it becomes a business transaction. It's a family that we're raising. It's a generation that we're building. And so it's not a business contract. It's not a partnership because that makes everything conditional. Like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You do this for me, I'll give you that. You know, like. Yeah, but that's not why you do it. You it's don't not. Do it but, to- that, that what I'm saying is you might want to change the verbiage. It's not so much a partnership because when you think in a, in terms of oh I'm trying to be a good partner, then you just you do things because you think it's the right thing to do rather than it being your job. Just gonna let that one sink in for a second. Thoughts. So what was the question? There was no question. <laughs> I just wanted to just wanted to get that off my chest. All right. So, what would you say is a better? Uh, what term would you use? Because I used the wrong one. We're on the same page, but what term would you use other than partner? Wife, spouse, husband, because that denotes accountability, responsibility, all the above. That means this is my job title and I'm sticking to that job. It's as simple as that. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. Like I said, we're uh we're on the same page. Great. Um so yeah, I mean so I'm glad that we we got that off our chest. We established that. So now I'm going to ask you an even more serious question. Because I'm, I'm trying to, to spread this out for later episodes, which we will. We'll definitely talk more about it later. But I kind of asked you, no, I mean, it's the same thing. But what would you say your definition or your perception of marriage is? Like, why did you? It's a two-part question. So what is your definition of marriage? And then why did you get married in the first place to me? Um, well, for marriage, I think it's basically what we were just talking about, um, you know, working together, having a family, building a family, um, sorry about that, um, uh, basically just two people coming together, serving God, uh, trying to figure out what we're supposed to do 
on this earth before you know our time is finished and for you I just I didn't get those like crazy butterfly feelings like that I usually get when I like first start dating a guy I just felt very secure with you I felt very confident in knowing that me and you were supposed to be or me and you could have something great further than just the you know the infatuation and all that stuff when we can actually build a life together and build a family together raise up kids and like I said just continue on God's plan but how do you know that just by looking at me in my yellow and khaki and universal I didn't know that back then I got to I knew that as we started like hanging out together okay fair enough yeah I mean that's pretty much what about you for me it was pretty much the same thing my definition of marriage is two people which is yeah I mean it's the same thing as what you said that's cause that's what I feel like it should be because there's really no other reason to get married unless you plan on having a family in my opinion but um I mean because there's some people which of course obviously if you can't have children that's a different thing if you personally don't want to have children that's what I was going to ask what about the people that want to get married but don't want to have kids so why get married is what I ask because because they want to have sex they don't (laughs) we we say don't have sex before you're married i'm just telling you what i think it is i mean obviously that's not the only reason but what are they gonna do just shack up I guess see that one's that one's tangled because if you want the extreme version it's get a dog but I mean um no I mean when it comes to human companionship okay if you put it that way yeah I guess like at least you do it that way I'm not saying all right I guess the thing is that's just how I feel about it not saying it's the the gospel truth it doesn't have to be your definition but I mean, there are because there are people out there who get married and just decide they don't want to have children. That's that's fine because it's a financial responsibility for 18, 36, forever years. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I am much more long term oriented. So I think that if I marry somebody, I'm getting married because I see somebody that I can eventually, because this is this this is just primal instinct, but see somebody that you can give your last name to, your seed to, and grow that family, grow that generation, so that way the family name can live on and prosper in ways that you probably didn't get to do before, or in ways that it didn't before. That's the way I see it. And so then when we get to why I got married, I guess it's kind of the same thing. Like I got married because obviously we know my past. My past relationship didn't work out so great the way I wanted it to. But at the end of the day, I found something that, which I always tell people, 
who asked me because you know a lot of people ask me like well jordan why you like, what's it they asked me and i don't want to say it's a stupid question because I, I feel like when they ask me they're looking for something else looking for me to say something else like how stressful it is and how different oh my god it's so weird but oh what's it like being married yeah yeah oh you know what's it like being married oh you know you're, how are you oh man what's what's it like being married are you does it feel any different like no it doesn't no and i me uh, you know i was talking with somebody else the other day and i said what else would I be doing? I just turned 27. And if I wasn't married by now with children, what else would I be doing? Now, me personally, I mean, I'm sure I'd be able to figure something out as to wealth building and things like that. Because there's a lot of things I know now that I would have definitely, had I known back then, would have tried to explore. But I think about like, okay, um... I know what I want to do now because you have a different type of focus raising a family. You have a different type of drive, different type of hustle. Although I've always been somewhat of a drip, I've been a driven person, but I feel like it's different because there have been times, and you you know what I'm talking about when your back is really up against the wall, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah. well, failure is not an option if you're by yourself. You can get evicted. You can get. You can live in your car because you're not responsible for nobody but yourself, and that's that's easy. Not when you got a wife and kids depending on you. You can't go down that road. Yeah, like you can't. I can't say, okay, well, I lost my job. I guess we're not gonna pay rent, get evicted, and I guess we'll live out in the street. Like it's not really because you look. You look at those those three little faces, those three little girls, and just think. Uh, they deserve way better, way better. And that's pretty much what I think about every single day. So um, working backwards, that's the why I got married. Because if I raise a strong family, they're going to raise a strong family one day because that same mentality has been established. And if you back that up with wealth, that can, you can pass down to your children. Exactly. It's That's I, literally the, ge- the definition think, of generational wealth. I was going to say, I think people think about generational wealth and they only think finance, but they don't think about the, the emotional part of it too and the spiritual part of just raising up a strong foundation in your household, period, and passing that down so that way... Like, our children, their children, their children's children, like, they all have those same principles and and just the same strong foundation that we create yeah it's like a it's like a a trickle down effect to where it starts from the head and trickles down and my job consists of the three p's the priest protector provider and i take that very seriously because it starts from the top down just like any business it's like you're running I, I, I made the um, the comparison or at least I did and I said that a marriage is not a partnership in terms of a business transaction but in a way you technically are run, running your own little company you know from mm-hmm. the top down the culture is established we all have our, our roles to play yeah like you got you got your roles and then you have your job and if you do your job the machine runs smoothly you know, speaking of our roles, I don't. How do you feel about gender roles? I think it's a I'm, dumb word. And I'm asking because we're talking about uh, this and saying, you know, we have our roles to play and stuff like that. But you know, nowadays nobody wants gender roles at all. 
So it just. But I have some fun with this one. <laughs> it, it just made me curious when you um when you brought that up. I want y'all to listen very closely. <laughs> I know the answer to this, but I for the people out there, I just you know. I think the term gender role has been so perverted and so weaponized to dis- to describe what is what it is basically like that it is what it is you know what they say it is what it is that's what it is it's you know what the rock used to say in wrestling or should i say what he still says know your role and shut your mouth <laughs> that's what he said know your role and shut your mouth that is so true because like I said, the word, the, the term itself has been so weaponized, but there is a role you have to play because I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we first got married when I, mm-hmm. I look back and I say, cause this is back when I was liberal, but anyways, I used to, I used to say, or like, I mean, remember I told you was there's no such thing as gender roles in the house. And I thought I was saying something really profound because everything was very like, like I said, I'm not going to criticize myself too harshly because my, my intentions were in the right place. But I said, there's no gender roles here because, you know, all you have to do is just run it by me. And, you know, anything you want to do, just do it. And it's fine. And, you know, it's, it's great. That changed over a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um because what eventually starts to happen is that the machine doesn't run too smoothly mm-hmm. because when you have people playing each other's parts, eventually toes will get stepped on. So when toes start to get stepped on, the machine starts to break down. And that's because the foundation was messed up. The foundation was oh you want to go out and work while I stay home? Sure, babe. You make more money than me anyways. No, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll, I'll do something. I'll start my business and you, I'll stay home and we'll work it out. And you, you go out and work and make more money than me. And it's fine. I'll watch the kids. I'll be a stay-at-home dad. I haven't did that, by the way, for a little bit. But um, and that, that's why I can say that because I know that that's wrong. It's wrong. Even though, and I'm talking to you entrepreneurs out there too. Like if you, I get it. Trust me. You want to, you believe in something really strongly. You want to start a business for yourself, but let's just do a simple math equation. Five is greater than one, right? So if you, the way I thought about it, and I'll even tell you even up until now that this most recent full-time job, so to speak, it became very clear very quickly as to what my next course of action was going to be. Like, yeah, I wanted to really build out my business because I have things in place. I know what I can do to really build it out if I wanted to. But then it became as clear and as simple as this. I asked myself, what is the quickest way to get to six figures? Because that's the goal for right now. Mm -hmm. That's the short-term goal. I said short term is six figures. So I said, what is the quickest way to get to six figures? 
And then I thought about it long and hard. I said, okay, how much money am I making in my business right now? Okay. But how much money can I make having a decent salary? Five is greater than one. While my business did very well this month, better than it has ever. Not a guarantee that it'll be like that every month. It's it's not going to happen like that every month. And the last thing I want to do, especially with me being in the production, the arts, the creativity space, the last thing I want to do is tie my income to my art. Because that's the quickest way to fall out of love with something. That's the quickest way to despise something is when you need it to provide for you and it can't right away. And so I said, okay, so if I'm making X amount here and I work in sales and I make commission and stuff like that. So if I can make X amount per year, my basic needs are here. So why don't I cut my expenses down? Go from there. So cut my expenses, make more money so that I can have more money to save and the more money I have to save and to put away because I don't have to actively use it and need it. The more I can have to funnel into my business Mm -hmm. and the more I can do that, eventually I don't have to go out and seek clients because I'll have so much money stockpiled into the business that I didn't have to use and burn through that now I get to get my own client I get to do whatever I want I can strike out on my own and you know have some cushion because I saved up a lot of money to do so and that's the simple way about it like we can and that's the thing and so that comes back to the generals thing to where you know and you've offered plenty of times where Jordan um what's up on Pumo good to see you thanks for coming through but there was one thing you mentioned that before, like you asked me, you said, oh, yeah, yeah, you can, I'll, you know, stay I'm working. Home, start your business. Let me go out and work. Yeah, stay home. Start your business, babe. What? We did that for like about a month, right? We did that for about a month and I was about ready to slap you, silly. <laughs> but you see, that's, I think it's just important to note for anybody out there who's married or about to get married. It's not just. You can go into it thinking it's going to be one way, like how you said before, you used to say, oh, no, there's no such thing as gender roles. Just do what you want. But we had to evolve and and change in order to keep our marriage solid. Like we couldn't stick with those same ideas that we thought worked. We, we kind of had to just go back to being old school. Like a lot of people ask, oh, how come marriages aren't lasting nowadays? Well, y'all don't want to stick to the old school ways of of what's been working for years and see and that's how i engage and that's how i do everything i always look at it because i ask that's just how i operate maybe just because of the sales background business background whatever it is but i tell you man it's always you always have to ask yourself and i always ask you to and for like the silly little things that we do in life that we think makes sense to us that usually is pretty stupid and usually doesn't do anything. And I'll always ask, well, how well is that working for you? <laughs> I ask myself the same thing, too. Like, oh, yeah, I go to the gym. I work out. OK, but do you only go once, twice a week? How well is that working for you? It's not. It doesn't. Because you have, at the end of the day, you have a goal. You have something you want to accomplish. You want to get married. You want to stay married, right? That's the goal. OK, mm-hmm. so that's the goal. Let's work backwards for a second. 
you think you're going to accomplish that goal by just, you know, just being fluid and doing whatever just, you want. Yeah, just just let let's just go with the flow of things. Because, every day. Yeah, because you know what happened when we went with the flow of things. Almost immediately, you stopped getting work. <laughs> and and thank God I had a job lined up. Thank God I had just started a job that will cover our expenses again, all of our expenses, and basically. It, it was like you know that 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 catch point on a clutch car, mm-hmm. you know, like as soon as it like it catches Works us, like it just for me, and then it was like, oh, luckily you just got a job again. Yeah, lucky I just got a job, just got that paycheck that week. Like it was great, and so, but again, if if I had listened and said, you know, she's right, she's letting me start my own business. What a great opportunity. Let me. She's tell letting you. me. Oh no! Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, because that's I walked. A month in your shoes, not a mile a month, and I don't want to do it again. You know what's <laughs> funny is most of the expenses were still covered. Like the biggest thing was the rent, and you know, like yeah, you had to pull out some heroics to do that. But I'm just like, that's just one month. We've been doing this for almost five years. She has no idea. Nope. And I don't want to know. I'm gonna just stay in my little lane over here. You do what you do, and I'm gonna do what I do. That reminds me. Go in the me, kitchen and make dinner. It, you know, <laughs> and that makes me. While that makes me happy to hear, but I, you know that that makes me wonder to some of the um, the empowered females out there is, do you agree with that though? Do you think that, you know, because the thing is, I I hear the voices now. I hear I hear them saying it like, oh, but. No, I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm a strong, independent oh, black gosh. woman. I'm telling oh. you. Oh. It's like, I don't know if you remember this day. We were like, I, I think we had just dropped the girls off at uh at school or we were about to pick them up something. And I was just like, oh, I feel so guilty because all I want to do is just like stay home with them and not work. Like. I don't want to have this career. And what, and what I, I, I just want to stay home with the kids and cook you dinner and make your lunch and make them breakfast and play with them and teach them and help them grow and take, go out and have fun with them and, you know, experience my kids. <laughs> Speaking up, of huh? kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and experience my kids growing up and, and not missing those milestones. And I just felt guilty because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am not like women today. Like I, I don't want to work. I don't want to go out and do the career and then come home and take care of my kids. Like I just want to be with them all the time. And you're just like, what did you say? What did you say to me when I said that? I said, that's how you're supposed to feel. <laughs> People are so quick to to buck tradition and say, oh, that's 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 what my grandpa and grandma did, and they were miserable, but did they stay married? Okay, case in point, that's the goal, right? That we like we said earlier. Well, the goal is not to stay married and be miserable, but no, but know. were they really that miserable? Because I mean, I get it, you married till death do you part, but it still takes something to it stay married. Like, like I don't think people understand. Like they say that they're miserable, but. Or they say they were miserable. Not sure how they actually would have known that. Because, I mean, we've been married for almost five years. We know that marriage comes with ups and downs. 
there's going to be the good times and there's going to be the not so good times. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's and that's what you do, like you. But it all stems from having that foundation. If you have the foundation, then everything else. I'm not gonna say it comes easy. Hell, hell, no, it don't. It don't come easy. I don't know what that was just now. I know. But um, <laughs> only only here live on Twitch. But um, yeah, I mean, if you have that foundation, then you always know where to come back to. You always know where to come back to center. So you know how I do. Like I do videography, right? The gimbal. What does it do? It's the gimbal has been around for centuries, and so what it is is that it's a device or something like the basically an early version of a gimbal is a circle. It's a sphere, a circle within a circle. But the thing is, no matter how much you rotate it, no matter how much you shake that circle and do whatever to it, it stays centered. It stays centered. That's what a marriage is. It's mm-hmm. a it's a big, large gimbal. You if you have that foundation, if you have that center, no matter what rocks you, no matter where the winds come from, who who comes in, what comes in, finances, dogs, kids, whatever, it doesn't matter. You always come back to center, and you never get knocked off your platform because you have that to begin with. And a lot of marriages, a lot of people go into a marriage without that center in place. Which, by the way, guys, that center is God. Correct. Yeah, we said the G word. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is because it's a it's God construct and you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. But we, I'm going to save that for another day. But overall, I think that's just, that's my that's my diatribe on gender roles. Yes. See, I, I do know how to stay on topic. It was that is how I feel about gender roles. There is a role, know your role, and shut your mouth. Well put. All right. Well, so yes, I mean, so I'm glad I asked you that. This has been a a great poignant conversation. I think the it was, and I just wanted to share the statistics. I heard it on a video earlier today. From Anthony O'Neill, you I'll probably know you know him from from yeah, Dave Ramsey, yeah. you know who's him. who's been a, a great help to us. But he said he shared this statistic because you know, we talked about families building strong families, generational wealth, all that mm-hmm. stuff. He said that only about three hundred and forty thousand people have a net worth of a million dollars, and that means black people. Only three hundred and forty thousand people, black people, have a net worth over a million. That's but sad. over three and a half million black families have a negative net worth. Three and a half. Like just like just think about that. Three and a half million have a negative net worth. Your net worth is basically calculated by your assets. Not only not only just how much money you have in your bank account, but your assets like investments, real estate, properties. Yeah, and then know, I can imagine the debt that you have probably negates. Yes, any- the debt that exactly, and that's that's the crux of what he was talking about. It all comes from debt. The reason why they have a negative net worth is because they're so far in debt. And okay, so why are they so far in debt? I feel like this is a part of like this is another part of those generational wealth things. Like when you look at the families that are like that, and then you look at their parents and what their you know what their parents are teaching them. Is that, oh, I mean, yeah, you can just put it on a credit card and just make payments on it. You know, don't 
not getting into like financial literacy or anything like that that's a part of that generational wealth and teaching them hey like I know I'm struggling and I know I'm doing this right now because we're in a bad spot but when you get older and when you get on your own do not do this if you can't afford it don't buy it like you know it's just things like that and it, and the thing is you would think but you that, don't get that <laughs> yeah like you think it's you think it's common sense but it's really not all that common because we all know I love my parents thank you for everything I love you but dang how much different would my life have been had I been and you know what's funny I was properly educated in finances I had my plan <laughs> we all know the horror story <laughs> behind that one I got my first credit card because I respected my favorite subject in high school that I didn't know was my favorite subject until senior year was economics because I, I like I said I've always had an inclination towards business and all that stuff and I like money I've always liked and I I loved the idea of money having money and I'm not ashamed of that and so I love my economics teacher Mr. Pav man he was awesome shout out to Mr. Pav if you if you ever hear this but <laughs> he told us the story about when he was in college and he was a young guy too like he wasn't you know, he was like in his mid to late 20s I think he was in his late 20s by the time he started teaching us he was in his late 20s and so he was telling us how he got his first credit card. He never put more than $80 on it a month because if you're working, if you have a part-time job, you got a credit card. He told us how to, he told us how to get a credit card. He said, just go to your local bank, apply for a college card, credit card because there's low barrier entry. They'll usually approve you right away. As long as you have a job, you'll be approved because they have these cards specifically for you to start building credit he told us exactly what card to get i listened to him i said okay great wow that's so cool a credit card i had never looked at a credit card and said oh yeah great now i get to buy stuff i never looked at it that way i said okay i'm gonna be really responsible with this because i knew i want to be wealthy one day <laughs> and so i said okay if this is what he's telling me i'm gonna listen to him i'm not gonna put more than 80 dollars on this card a month Oh, Jordan. <laughs> we need some new tires on the car. We need some new tires. Oh, you got a credit card, don't you? Don't Why don't you just use it on that? And poor me. Not knowing any better. Because I was doing so good at first. You know, I was making my payments every month. I typically didn't spend... I didn't even, I didn't even get close to $80. Sometimes I would. But all I spent on that card was gas and food. That's it. That's it. It was gas and food. And it was great because I could get it without having to worry about where the money was going to come from. But all I had to do was pay it back. Yeah. It was great. And I paid it all back. I think I probably on average used to hit like 65 a month in gas. Because my car that I had, which by the way, was not the best idea either. But I was so I desperate to get for a, a car. credit card in the first place. Huh? Are you saying getting a credit card in the first place wasn't a good idea? No, I mean like how I got my first car was not the best oh, idea yeah, either. Financing a, whole... a $18,000 car mm -hmm. at the age of eight, 18, 19. No, I was 19. I was 19 because this is after high school. So yeah. I was 19 years old. But I mean, I love my car. I took great care of it. And it was great on gas too. But... 
but it was financed and had somebody educated me earlier and said hey you have a job why don't you it's gonna be a beater it's not gonna be very good just save up and buy it outright yeah but you you work at a dealership carmax down the street just opened up just have a goal because I mean I wasn't even making that much money though because like I think about it, it would take me for it would have taken me which a while but why, I was living at home which is why you shouldn't have got an eighteen thousand dollar car why did your parents not talk you out of getting an eighteen thousand dollar car and you weren't even making that much money because it was gonna cost the same elsewhere and that's the thing and that's the that is one of those things like I said I it's wish because was, you could finance it and put it on credit. Exactly, and that is how we get ourselves into trouble from the top down. It's not there's no financial literacy, and again, and that's just because that's how they were taught. Maybe that's just how they had to learn to survive. Yeah, because exactly, and that's what I'm talking about when it comes to that that generational wealth. So now, you and I are trying to clean up, you know, our mess, so our kids don't have to go through that same process. Yeah, um, that's what we're trying to do is clean that up because, boy, like I said, I just wish, I wish that I had that same teaching or somebody really held my hand and stopped me from doing certain things just because I could and and, um, and just taught me from the beginning that the long way is better. There's no shortcut to wealth. There's no shortcut to financial freedom. It is a long road, Mm -hmm. but if you stay consistent on it and do all the right things, then you too can be successful and and make it happen. Especially if you're not starting out with a bunch of debt. Yeah, and that's how we have three and a half million black families with a negative net worth. So, and we're not shaming anybody because we were right there in that. that's what I'm saying. Like, true. yeah, I mean, that's definitely not to say this is not a podcast in which we're here to say we made it to the mountaintop and now we're no. we're going to impart our yeah. wisdom onto you. We right there with you. Right. <laughs> now, we may have less collective debt than most average people, especially when you look at it. Like, I mean, other than, a, you know, some car loans and I mean, we just typical Students. and we don't have a mortgage right now, but. Um, student loans is not as high as some other people's. I stayed home for college, and Lord have mercy, still I owe twenty five thousand. But you know, like I said, in comparison to most, it's not as bad. But you know, the thing is, we're on that journey too. We're on that long road too, and we're going to be here to tell you when it pans out, when it works out. Because that's what I'm trying to do. Like I said, I'm trying to be wealthy. Not just rich, because rich is temporary, Mm -hmm. but wealthy. That's what I think about. That is why I got married. That is why we are here with this podcast called Naked, where we can be naked with each other and talk like real people, talk for real, talk honestly. Because that's what we're here to do. And hopefully, like I said, something that we say may have resonated with you in some way. And oh. we've been talking for almost an hour and a half. That was, can I just say that was a beautiful outro? That was amazing how you just brought it right back around. 
see and um you have a gift well, anybody ever tell you that you're talented no oh, well you have and I I <laughs> appreciate that so yeah I mean that in, in that, that in a nutshell is why we're doing this so um hey that's not bad for the, only the first episode yeah. so <laughs> you know Make sure to support us. Download this if you want. Download the video version. You can do that on. Oh, I'm not gonna tell you to do it on YouTube because because you know copyright and stuff like that. But no, for sure, definitely subscribe if you're watching the video version on YouTube. Like the video, subscribe, hit the bell notification, please, because that will notify you every time we drop a new video. We are going to, and I'm you're hearing it here first. We're going to stay more consistent on these recordings. Try to do them and get them done at least like twice a week. Um, I don't know we try to. We okay, tr- twice a week is a realistic goal. Look, but we got it, three kids, y'all, so things don't always go as planned. Okay. That's the goal, and that's what we're going to try to stick to. Notice Two I to said three try. times a week. I think is good. That's good. Basically, twice a week. So that's what we're going to shoot for. So definitely check us out. Thanks for coming through to the ones that came through the stream. Thank you. Continue to subscribe. Continue to su- support. Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on Instagram. And meet the Robertsons. And you will definitely be hearing from us again. Can't wait to see you next time. Y'all take it easy. Bye.